Hello, hello, and welcome to Dog-Eared Book Club. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, and the mission of Dog-Eared Book Club is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers. Thank you so, so much for finding me if you are new here, and if you are a regular listener or a follower on Instagram, thank you so, so much for supporting the podcast and supporting my page, supporting the content, supporting the magic. I love this community so, so much and it means the world to me that I not only have the space and time to now come back and serve this community with these beautiful conversations, but I also get to serve you all in this way and support and embolden the reader book community in any way, shape, or form. It just makes me so so happy and if you haven't already make sure to give me a follow on instagram at dogeared.bookclub and make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen oh hello you guys i am so excited to introduce this conversation to you all and it's super interesting the timing was very very accidental i had a beautiful conversation with Margot, who is the guest for today's conversation. And funny enough, I was traveling all of May and now that I'm back and it's June and we're pumped up, it is also Pride Month. And this is absolutely perfect because not only is Margot a beautiful member of the LGBTQ community, but she is also someone who I had really, really amazing conversation with in terms of queer representation, queer authors, and queer literature in you know, media, in books, and what we are eager to see in the book community and in the reader space. So anyways, happy Pride Month, and this just came at such a beautiful time. And if you don't know Margot, please run over to Margot's page. I love Margot because not only does she have just absolutely amazing book recommendations and we have similar loves, but she also does these daily words of the day and I just love it. And we also get into why Margot is obsessed with words and vocabulary and She shares some of her background and her family's background as to why she's a word addict, a vocab addict, and a book addict. And then, of course, like I said earlier, we get into queer representation and queer stories in literature and in media. And then we get into, of course, some of her favorite books and the books that really inspired her, but also favorite authors and favorite memories of reading, you know, the usual if you have listened to Dog-Eared Book Club. And I don't think there's really anything else to say besides hello, you guys. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for being so patient with me always. And let's just get right into this conversation. Okay, great. Oh my God. Thank God. Okay. Wow. All right people, listeners, everyone listening, we have had the weirdest technical freaking hiccups and it's never happened before, but Margot is an angel and 
Thank you, thank you for being so patient, but yeah. oh my gosh, but thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day, busy life. And I am so excited to connect with you. You're a bookstagram account that I love following. I always look forward to your posts, your words of the day. And I just can't wait to talk to you and get to know you more. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so appreciative that you even asked me to do this. So yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So I want to get into, you know, why did you start your bookstagram account? So I started actually at a studygram account, which is just like bookstagram really, except for students. Um, and when I graduated from my program with my master's uh, back in 2020, I still wanted to be in that community where people were reading and learning and talking. And when I found Bookstagram like that same day, I was like, this is great. <laughs> it works out. Like I can just join this community super easily because I'm already a reader. I already love it. And I was technically already here. So it just sort of really worked out nice and easy. Dick. God, I was on mute. Oh my God. This is because I like, you'll see throughout the conversation. I, oh my God. Wait, now you're muted. It looks like. Wait. Okay. No, I purposely mute myself sometimes because as you'll realize, which you already probably realize, I make a lot of noises and I react and I'm like, Oh, so sometimes I'm, I just need to mute myself. So I don't interrupt the, like the first time. Oh my God. Jeez. Okay. We, we got this. Okay. So yeah, I would love to learn about your love for words. You do your words of the day and I always look forward to them. And I just want to know what is the genesis of it? Like why you do it? Are you an English major? And I know you also mentioned your mom and her background and how that love kind of permeated to you. So I'd love to just hear more about it. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, it was the perfect storm with me and my mom. Um, you know, she was an English major. She teaches English at the college level now. Um, I was an English major. And uh, words, I just I just love them so much. I mean, they're great. I love talking to people about them. I love sharing them and educating people on them. Um, it's just nice. And it, it's a really good way to uh, create more community within a community that's already very robust. But, you know, you've got these people who love words as much as I do now. And providing the word of the day just sort of brings in that sort of tight-knit community that I love so much on Bookstagram. And, um, yeah, I just, I love doing it. I love doing it. I love that everybody else loves that I do it. So it perks for everybody. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I would love to learn about Damn it. It was made sense in my head. And now I'm like, kind of have, I'm having difficulty putting words to it. Um, I guess like what kind of reader do you like to promote and celebrate on Bookstagram? Because I know we're all types of readers, but I guess like, what kind of reader are you? And like, how is your, how is your reading evolved being on Bookstagram? Oh man, it, it has evolved a lot. Definitely has evolved a great deal. I think that I tend to relate to the passionate active reader. And when I say passionate active, I mean, we're all passionate about reading in books. Um, but I think when I think about the passionate active reader, I think about the reader who like exclaims out loud when something crazy happens in the book and we're like, they just have to tell their friend or their family member about it. They have to post about it because they just can't believe it's happening or it's so good or maybe it's yes. so bad. You just have to talk about it. 
Um, I just love, I love the interaction of it and reading, you know, it can be a very solitary activity, but it can also be an activity that promotes community. Like I said before, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the kind of reader that I have become on Bookstagram has definitely, I've grown leaps and bounds in that way because I feel much more engaged with my reads and with the community that I'm sharing them with. Um, so yeah, it, it all, it all works out so nicely. It's, it's great. I love it. Yes. And even like, even referring back <laughs> to your, your most recent post where I was like, ding dong, but your, your post about shark heart, I thought that was just such a perfect way of actually relating to literally what you just said about being such an active, passionate reader. And then you get excited. We all get excited. And like, that's the point of reading. It's so it's so unbelievable. Yes, exactly. 100%. Yes. So I would love to learn what books are you reading right now? And how did you find them? Why are you reading them? Yes, yes. I'm actually reading The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor right now. Um, it's a gorgeous book. I'm about, oh man, I'm about 75% of the way through it right now. Um, and it, it's great. I love it. I don't have any complaints. Brandon Taylor is a brilliant writer. Um, I love real life, so I knew this was going to be amazing as well, and it is. Um, I'm also reading The Ethics of Ambiguity by Simone de Beauvoir, and that is also going great. It's a little bit heavier, um, just because, you know, philosophical texts for me, like, I love them, but they are uh, a little bit more complex to read than the average uh, literary fiction or contemporary fiction book. Um, it's got that sort of textbook feel to it sometimes, but... It's really good, really informative. Um, so yeah, I love them both. And they're both buddy reads, which is partially why I'm doing them right now, but also just because I just really want to read them. Ooh, I love it. I know I've been definitely eyeing Brandon Taylor. He's like, I don't been around and then of course learning about him on Bookstagram. And this is like more of a specific question, but what's what's his writing like? Could you like compare it to anyone? Oh, oh man. Um think of an author to compare him to that I'm familiar with. That's rough. I think I would probably go with um, okay, I'm, I'm going to say Katie Kitamura's writing sort of reminds me of Brandon Taylor's and vice versa. They both have an extremely insightful raw quality to their writing that I just really respond to and yeah th that's the closest comparison I have right now um but I know that there's probably a much better one somewhere <laughs> oh my gosh wait and wait what's her name Katie yeah Katie Kitamura she wrote um a separation and intimacies oh okay okay Okay, good to know. I haven't read her either. Ugh, oh, God, always so many books on the list. And <laughs> so this question kind of goes, or like these two questions kind of go hand in hand. So do you have a favorite genre? Does that also tie in with your favorite author or is that separate? Oh, no, absolutely. I tend to gravitate toward contemporary fiction, literary fiction, and poetry. Like Those mm -hmm. are pretty much my big threes. Um, and a lot of my favorite books, honestly, I feel like most of them fall into the literary fiction genre. Uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I would say I'm like about the same way. 
And I guess like what what is it about literary fiction, uh, contemporary friction, poetry, friction, fiction? Um, yeah. What is it about those genres that you really gravitate toward, like towards, uh, you know, what inspires you about them? On a craft level, I just appreciate, generally, I appreciate the structure of the average literary art book, literary fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, I like unreliable narrators. I like dysfunctional yes. relationships. I like coming yes. of age, uh, pretty much anything queer. And I feel like all mm-hmm. of those things, they can be found in other genres, but for whatever reason, literary and contemporary fiction and poetry just really seem to be the best agent for those that I love yeah yes absolutely and I feel like okay please excuse me if I have been living under a rock because I'm I am an ally of the queer community I am personally not queer but I've I've been getting really pumped because I feel like there is more queer representation in books and in shows and movies recently oh yeah absolutely I would I would agree with that Yes, yes, I know. And it's been really amazing. Like, as I've I, it was weird. Well, I started my bookstagram account during COVID. So of course, I feel like that's like 90% of everyone. And then even because I follow you. And then I also love following um, Bao's books. And then I follow like Litfic, who's just amazing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of you guys are really good at books for like almost like advocates for like representation of like diverse voices or minority voices so have you found yourself in that way where you're like wait I need to start talking about this more like not enough people are talking about it or has it allowed you to find people that are similar and like maybe embrace that side of you that like wants to be that advocate I feel like that was oh, a oh yeah, question. <laughs> oh, yeah for, you're totally totally right I bookstagram and the exposure I get there definitely um it adds to the sort of advocate or enhances the sort of advocate that i want to be Mm. i i think that there was already advocacy in me before bookstagram but the community sort of rallying around the bookstagram community rallying around the queer community i think has sort of enhanced my passion for it i want other people especially younger people to see the sort of representation that I'm seeing now that I wish I had seen, you know, 15 years ago, that would have been great. But I think that Bookstagram has a way of really sort of concentrating that, that community in a way that is beneficial for everybody. And it definitely inspires me to join it and to be part of that movement. Hell yeah. I love it. And so I'd love to learn like what kinds of queer representation in literature and books are you excited to see or you know maybe new kinds of representation you're like oh my god why didn't I think about that and maybe are there types of represent are there types of queer representation in books and literature that you've seen or heard that you're like wait what like are not are not so great or maybe toxic to the queer community I think that there is a lot of great representation out there right now. And I I preface that, I preface the statement with that because I don't want to claim that any representation is wrong per se. Uh, I think it's important 
that there's a little bit more um, light shed on the ambiguous nature of coming into yourself mm. as a queer person. I think a lot of books and a lot of shows and a lot of movies, like there, there tends to be a sort of glossing over of all of the, the conflict, the inner conflict that comes with coming out or, you know, coming out just to yourself, just deciding, you know, figuring out who you are and what you like and what your life looks like. I think there could be more representation for the gray area where you're still trying to figure it out and you're not sure how to label or if you want to label. Um, so I, I would love to see more of that, um, especially in literature. I think a lot of times it's always, you know, I decided I wasn't straight and then I decided I was this and then I came out as this and then it was a straight path forward. Like, I think I would like to see a little bit more of the, of the conflict involved because I think that could ultimately help uh, today's youth, today's queer youth, and seeing that they're not alone in their confusion or their um, their frustration or, you know, just the fact that they don't know everything. They don't have all the answers right away. I think having that sort of, um, that sort of connection would be beneficial just overall across the board. Yes, I love that. I love that so, so, so much. And I would, um, have you read books lately or any books that you have read that have, um, that have, how, how do you put it? Like illustrated that, that kind of gray area. You know, I'm trying to think and nothing is coming to mind off the top of my head, but there was one book I read a couple years ago called for today. I am a boy. Oh. And it, it was, I think it's by Kim Fu, F-U, but let me, I'm going to double check that and get back to you for sure on the author. But the book did a pretty good job of creating that sort of ambiguousness around what the main character ultimately decided to, or ultimately came to know who they were. I, like, for example, when I was uh, reviewing the book, I actually emailed the author and asked, you know, how I discuss your main character like do they have pronouns I should adhere to like I don't I just don't want to you know misgender them or anything like that in this review especially for a book I love so much and the author got back to me and was like you know I wrote the character like this and I sort of put it out I put them out into the world so that everybody else could have their own interpretation of this character so I, wow. I thought that was kind of nice because usually you come out of it and you're like okay this main character identified as this with these pronouns in the end. And here's how I feel about it. Like with that book, there was a little bit more wiggle room. And while it made for an interesting <laughs> reviewing experience, I still very much appreciated the fact that there was gray area and it was still sort of unknown in the end. And I just think that sort of thing could definitely be beneficial. I really love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being so generous with, you know, that explanation. That is so amazing. And so how, so I know we've kind of touched upon it, but I would also love to learn like a little bit more. So I guess like when you, you know, started, when you, as you've been in Bookstagram for quite some time, like how have you been inspired? Like, I guess like when you go on it every day and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so looking forward to this. I'm so excited for this, or I'm going to avoid this, or just like, I want to do more of this. Um, inspiration on Bookstagram is tricky because I try to avoid any sort of copycat situation. 
and it's difficult on bookstagram honestly any online community um it's difficult to draw inspiration without it seeming like you know you're just picking up and taking off with somebody's idea or image or whatever um so i i try to be very careful about that because i don't want anybody to feel like you know i'm trying to hijack their ideas or anything like that um but when i do feel inspired on bookstagram it's usually by all of my followers like my followers are brilliant people and it's nice to see you know how creative they are with their photos and their review mm. styles their stories i feel like i get a sort of general um inspiration from them as a whole more so than you know i feel inspiration from this person for this and this person for that it's more of a collective sort of okay all my followers are posting all this amazing stuff. I want to post something amazing too. And I just sort of get the gears going and hope that whatever I come out with is as amazing as theirs. <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. Yes. And also, God, this is so ADHD of me. I'm like looping back to your words of the day. So how do you pick them? Oh man. Those honestly, words of the day come a million different ways. Usually it's from whatever book I'm currently reading. Um, I also tend to, so like <laughs> sometimes when I'm like at a loss for a brand new word, I'll go to Merriam-Webster and hey. I'll just like type in random letters that don't really belong together. And on their site, when you do that, the dropdown suggests words that they think you meant to type. And sometimes those words will be brand new to me. And I'll be like, oh, great, this is good. <laughs> and I'll use that instead. But yeah, nine times out of 10, it's coming from a book, um, a conversation where somebody used a word that I had to look up or um, like an article from the Atlantic or the New Yorker or something like that. Oh my gosh, I freaking love it. And so it was so, so ADHD because this question came up because I was like, I'm going to ask this question before I just totally chime in like a... Uh, peanut gallery but I just was so first I first I don't even know why I keep thinking about it but the one you posted what was it yesterday or Monday it was a gog and like that yes. sounds like a Star Wars character <laughs> yes, that one that one actually came I think from um the late American <laughs> <laughs> ranted. I love it oh, oh my God. gosh I love it so much and Okay, so I would love to learn more about your favorite authors. Who are some of your favorite authors? And maybe when did you start loving them? What was the first book you picked up and you began to fall in love with them? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so definitely Dostoevsky is way up there on the list. Um, I first read Crime and Punishment during undergrad. And I liked it, but I didn't appreciate it the way I do a book that I read for fun. Because I was reading it for class at the time. So that one was great. And when I came back to it years later, it was it blew my mind completely. I was like, wow, this is one of the best things I've ever read. <laughs> so I proceeded to read pretty much everything else he's published. Um, and I've loved it. The Brothers Karamazov is like one of my favorite books of all time so yeah that's why Epsky is way up there um and I've been riding with him for a long time so that's for sure um who else do we got I love Hanif Abdurraqib he is easily my favorite nonfiction author and one of my favorite poets um I love the writing he does about music and about pop culture 
Um, I just think he's just a very important author writing really important things right now. And it's great to witness that in history. Or I guess it's not history right now, but it will, it will be down the line. So I really appreciate appreciate him for that. Um, i trying to think of one more just to round it out. There's so many. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Jhumpa Lahiri. Love everything about her. I read Whereabouts, and I was actually late to her. I read Whereabouts like last year and mm. loved it. Completely loved it. I read Interpreter of Maladies earlier this year and loved that one even more. So yeah, she's got, a, I think, another book coming out this year that I'm looking forward to reading as well. But yeah, all three of them are great in my book, auto buy for sure. Oh, I freaking love it. And I have seen... I probably see brothers of Carmen or whatever. Carmen <laughs> can't care myself like at every single bookstore. And I'm always like, I should read this. Like, I, I don't know. I should read it. And this is just selfishly me like wanting to know what is his writing like? Honestly, it's very accessible. Like, I think a lot of people get in their head about Dostoevsky because of mm-hmm. uh, the, the very much, you know, classic category that his work is in but it's it's extremely accessible it's super readable um i i can't recommend it enough honestly and it's it's one of those things where you really have to get in there to see like i could describe it as being fairly easy to read but i know that there's still a block especially if you've never read his work before so i would recommend definitely just giving it a try um because really it's not hard at all you would think there'd be a bunch of like 50 cent words in there, but it's all very easy peasy. Um, yeah, I have no complaints at all. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I love that. And I would love to, what are, if you can at least like compile, let's say, cause I know we have like 7 million favorite books, I guess. Like <laughs> I want to say eight, but I don't know if that's too much or like, if you could describe yourself in a collection of books or if someone was like, hey, I want to get to know you and you handed them a stack of books, like, what would that be? Oh, my God. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm stressed out. Okay. Um, okay, so I would definitely go with, I'm going to put Giovanni's room up there for sure. Mm. Oh, my God. I need i i have that on my list i love james baldwin love him love you have to read it it's so good um okay yeah giovanni's room um woman without shame by sandra cisneros that's actually a poetry collection love love everything about it um what else um definitely open water by caleb azuma nelson oh let's see I would also, honestly, I would include Crime and Punishment, too, just because it's, like, one of my favorites. Like, I'm not sure there's anything in there that would really speak to who I am as a person, but it's just a really good book. Oh, that I, I want to include that one. Um, what is that for? Um, let's see. Butter Honey Pig Bread, for sure, by Francesca. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It is kind of a mouthful, but it's such a good book. I love it so much. I think about it, like, every day. Um, what else um i would also include 
content warning everything by Quick Meze. I love their work. That was, I think that's their only book of poetry to date, but I love it so much. So that's definitely going in there. Um, Less Than Zero by Brett Easton Ellis. And I think I'll also include Real Life by Brandon Taylor. Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that eight? Is that six? Oh, maybe, maybe honestly, don't even worry. I know. Cause I was like, I, it's like, a, I wasn't sure if I should give like a loose number just so I know because sometimes people just like need guardrails or sometimes people are like good with spontaneity. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause usually I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then some people are like, but what, like, what do you need for me? And I'm like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what about i want to get like really writer nerdy here like what kinds of writing are you really drawn to like when you're reading a book and you like highlight something like why do you highlight it or like why do you want to remember it i think that the writing i'm drawn to um like i said earlier i mentioned earlier about um brandon taylor about how his writing is just and there's a very uh, sort of a voyeuristic quality to the characters that he portrays and the, the scenarios he lays out. So I think I'm drawn to uh, the realistic nature of it. Like when a character yeah. says something that I have thought or said before in some capacity, I'm always intrigued by that because it's like, oh, wow, you know, I feel less alone in that thought and I feel more like, in tune with like society in general. I know that sounds like super extreme but it's true i feel i feel a, a connection when there's something in a book that reflects back on me something i think or something i felt before in the past or something i'm feeling now it's all very feeling based <laughs> so it's hard to, hard to describe and like nail down but usually i just look for writing that speaks to me on you know on a on an emotional level and it, because i'm a crazy mood reader that emotion can change from book to book. But usually I find something that really resonates because it's something that I feel to be true or something I've considered. And maybe I haven't reached, you know, that sort of confirmation that, you know, what I thought was true and real until I saw it in a book. And I thought, wow, this whole time. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I really, really, really resonate with that so, so much. Like I, I know I'm not, I've, I've kind of tried, for instance, I feel like I almost ruined my experience when I was reading books of Jacob, uh, because I really do love Olga and I was getting really wrapped up in like, oh, I have to like, remember all the characters and all the things. Cause like, oh, like all kinds of families and I had different colored tabs for like different things. And it was just so I stressed myself out and I didn't actually let myself like really feel into the book. And I'm I really resonate with what you said about you as a reader, because I really that's why I am really drawn to books, like because it just makes me feel something. And I yeah, the joke of like remembering a book, but like remembering the vibes and not like exactly what happened. Like I am all for that. And I just, I just, I love, I love that so much. And 
what kinds of books or, you know, reading experiences do you want to have, um, you know, this year or like you're looking forward to? Oh, I want, I, I really hope that the reads that I have for the rest of the year are illuminating to me. I like to learn things from the books I read and not so much in the sense where, you know, like it's a nonfiction book where you know you read it to learn something new like i want to learn something new from the, the fiction i read and the poetry i read like on an emotional level i want to feel mm. like i've reached a new um sort of sphere of thinking or i've had my uh my opinion sort of turned over and changed because i i'm a firm believer that you know when you're presented with new information and new scenarios you are to apply that and use it to change your thinking for the better or to at least evolve somehow and i like the idea of gaining that from the books i read new perspectives um you know new characters with new problems that i haven't you know encountered or considered um i just, I just want to learn i just want to learn on an emotional level oh yes i was like keep your mouth shut because i literally wanted to like snap and be like yes like i so, so love that. And I was even thinking right before our conversation, kind of going through the questions I wanted to ask and everything. And I was like, I read to find meaning. Like I just, I read to make sense of the world and to make sense of people. And like, you know, shit is wild and confusing and beautiful. And I just love the book community so much because, you know, we are just so enraptured by meaning and by like understanding how we can be better stewards of meaning of life and everything. So I just, exactly. I love, I love that. I really, really resonate with you. Good, good. Yes. And so is there anything on your TBR? Like what, like give us, give us the list. Oh my God! There actually that was a dumb question. Like, there's so many. I guess like, what's like on your recent TBR? That's better. <laughs> oh my God! So it's a shame because I'm actually I'm recording this for my office right now, and my TBR piles are Art. in the living room. So like, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to visualize them right now. But um, there's definitely a short story collection uh, called Wednesday's Child by Ian Lee that I am really looking forward to reading. Shout out to FSD for shooting that over to me recently. Yes. Um, that's going to be great. I read um, the book of Goose by that author last year and loved it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the Town of Monte Cristo is way up high on my TBR. I can't believe I haven't read it yet, but I've only heard good things. I purchased the book like late last year, so I, I have no excuse at this point. I'm really hoping to knock that out before the end of the year. Um, what else? There's also a bunch of books I feel like that are coming out that are not out yet that I want to read. Uh, Small Worlds, I think just came out like last week or something. And um, Yellow Face, but yeah, I, I really do want to read that book. Um, yeah, I could go on all night. Just know that there's definitely a TBR about a mile long for me. Oh, my God. I know. When, literally, the moment that came out of my mouth, I'm like, that was 
this could have been like two hours. Like, what are you doing? Like all of our, like, I, I should know better, but yes, Count of Monte Cristo. I've been meaning to read that, but I'm like so nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. And then Book of Goose. I'm really excited. That is on my shelf and yellow face. I am so excited. I really, I really, really want to run to the store for that book too. Yes, me too. It's going to be great. I've heard only good things so far. Yes. So I would love to get into, I kind of love like this, you know, sect of the podcast. It's really fun and silly. So what are some book icks? Oh, book icks. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, okay. So I hate to do this on your podcast, <laughs> but dog hearing the pages I oh i get you you're good you know, someone said that yesterday it was no, so funny oh, yeah i feel so bad i i just can't do it and like sometimes i want to because i'll be reading and i have no bookmark near me like no receipt no credit card nothing and i'm like what am i gonna do so i end up just like placing the book face down on the page that i'm on instead of instead of folding the page down so that's yes. something I just cannot get behind as hard as I try. Um, what else? And you know what, what else is a, like a liner ick? I try not to judge other people's choices, but I'm a heavy annotator, okay? I love annotation. It really helps me feel like I'm further immersed in the book, like I'm, I'm reading actively. And some people, they cannot even conceive of writing even their name in their books. And I'm like, what? How do you do that? How do you read without underlining the most amazing line you ever read? Like, what? So that, I hate to call it an ick, because, like, it sounds so bad. But, like, I, just, I don't understand it. I can never understand that. So that's that. Um, I feel like those are my only ones. I used to have a thing against hardcover books because I just felt like they were impossible to lug around it just felt super inconvenient but i have softened on that over the years so yeah definitely the dog earring and the passionate anti-annotation are my main things oh my god the you know i know it's so funny i think well some my my i don't think my brothers finished that many books but like he wants to keep his books totally pristine i'm like gross terrifying can i trust you like what can't relate i can't can't relate my books are so jacked up they're literally flying apart but i love it right that's how i like it i can't describe it that's how i like it oh my gosh okay and so then i know we've talked about like book icks and also what makes you gravitate towards books but i guess like are there any, like, you read a summary of a book or you see a book and is there something where you're like, oh my God, yes, like, I need to pick it up or, like, you gravitate right to it when you're in the bookstore? Oh, man, I feel like there isn't anything in particular that I can just, like, point my finger on and be like, that's it. Mm. But my process, I mean, it really works out for me. Usually when I'm in the bookstore and I don't have, like, a set list of things I'm going to pick up. I'll go to the to the section of the store where I need to be, usually, you know, fiction or poetry, and I'll decide if I like the cover, I'll read the blurb on the back, and if all of that checks out, I'll read, like, the first four to five sentences, and if all that checks out, then I'm good to go. It usually depends on the mood I'm in, 
Um, I usually try to cater to my mood in the moment and try to force oh, yeah. in what I'm going to be in when I'm reading it. Um, so it, it's not, it's certainly not an exact science, um, but I definitely go off vibes more than anything. And the vibes tend to be, a, you know, a combination of the cover, the blurb, and like the first paragraph. Yes, yes. I love, I, I know it's so funny. Like, I, I don't know why I get hard on myself sometimes. I'm like, I, I, I'm a very picky like reader. I'm like, I, if I do not like like X, Y, Z, then absolutely not. And I'm like, do I not give these books a chance? And I'm like, no, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, it's it's hard. It can be difficult because I, I don't want to be the kind of reader that, you know, decides just based off the genre that I'm definitely not going to read it or the cover even. Um, but yeah, I try to maintain, you know, an openness for really any book, because I'm willing to give anything a try. I just know that usually those points are the things that lead me toward the books that I'm that I end up falling in love with. Um, and have there been any books that you've read recently or in the last couple of years or whatever where you would have never expected yourself to gravitate towards or like? <sighs> there are. Let me think about that I feel like over the last like couple of years I have just had a really good time and really good luck picking books and and like actually liking them like and I feel like there aren't any that I went into feeling skeptical um even the for example I'm not much of a graphic novel reader and that is not to say that I don't like graphic novels I just typically don't end up with them and I received Wash Day Diaries in the mail. God, that must have been late last year now. But I read it cover to cover in like one sitting. And I was so surprised just because just because of the nature of the book. Like, I mean, it turned out to be a, an extremely relatable and lovely story. And I'm still thankful for that experience um, that I probably wouldn't have had if I had just sort of written it off as a graphic novel that I'm probably not going to like. You know, it felt like. I was really giving it a chance and it really delivered. So I don't know. I feel like that's the closest I've come lately to picking anything up that I wasn't sure about that ended up being good. But I feel bad because like that one was really good. <laughs> I feel bad for even second guessing it at all to begin with. Oh, my God. I know. It's so funny how we have these like internal conflicts. That, like literally no one cares about. We're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But it's like, <laughs> just, like just like deal with it. Oh, my God. There's so freaking funny and so okay couple of final questions if you could have an author write about your life who would it be oh um definitely Hanif Abdurraqib like I just know he would do it uh, right for sure for sure <laughs> no question <laughs> do it right and what is it about his writing just got this very laid back but still incredibly impressive and acute way of talking about life like I just I can't even describe it it feels very 3d when I'm reading him I feel like I'm right in the moment and I know that's incredibly cliche because I think a lot of us love the writers we love because they create these worlds that we can just instantly inhabit as soon as we get into the book and that's certainly true of me, but with 
of Derek Keeb's work, I feel, I just feel like I'm present on a whole separate level. I think that he is extremely gifted when it comes to transporting the reader to where he wants them to be. And if somebody's going to write about my life, I would love for it to have that sort of immersive quality so that you're not just reading about my life, but you're feeling it. You're feeling what I felt. You're seeing what I went through. And I think that he is just the perfect author to make that happen. Mm, okay, that's amazing. I love, I was so, I was taken back by when you said very laid back, but like mm-hmm. such a, like a crunch into um, like really immersing you, like, which is yeah. so, it's almost like, it's like an oxymoron. So I was like, what? That is so awesome. <laughs> and okay. So I love ending the podcast with this question. And I know we've kind of touched upon layers of it, but it's just a really, really great way to tie up the conversation. So why do you read? Why do I read? Oh man. I read to escape. I read to learn. And I think mostly I read to feel. Um, I I just I love feeling my feelings, <laughs> and I think that books really yeah help me to do that. Um, yeah, they they help me open up in ways that you know I can't or don't usually achieve with people, for example. Like I feel like reading gives me the opportunity to really dive in and sort of flay myself open and sort of let these experiences happen and let me, they let me react to them however, however I do. And that that freedom appeals to me as well. So definitely the ability to feel and let myself feel whatever I want without shame. Yes. I honestly loved how you said that because I feel like or I don't know, like you dove a little deeper with it where it's to feel and feel my way, but having the freedom and not being judged for it. And it's like yeah. your own experience. Honestly, yeah. I really, really love that answer. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation. And you've been like, you've just been amazing. Great. Thank you so much. It's been great for me too. Totally mutual. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. It always means the world to me to, again, serve you in this way and embolden the book community, but also to hold these precious conversations about books and literature and empowerment and expansion and love and authenticity and Oh my goodness, it just makes my heart so, so happy to again show up and do this for you and show up and do this for me and also get to now call Margo a friend because selfishly, that is that is a great accomplishment. I just adore Margo. And again, if you haven't already, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you love to listen, share this episode with anyone that you think would be into and ready for the magic and eager to connect with Margo in any way possible. Make sure to follow Margo on Instagram at Margo Reads. And then make sure to follow me on Instagram at Dog Eared Book Club. 
dogeared.bookclub and that's where you can not only find the podcast episode updates and podcast updates but also you will find all of my bookish updates all of my book recs and reviews that's where I kind of love to have fun and get into my creative writer you know my creative writer seat but also write out very thoughtful reviews and very thoughtful captions that's where I get to kind of flex my writer muscles so please enjoy and I love you guys so so much and thank you so much for showing up here and I will catch you guys next time